Good evening, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the AJ Roberts Show. Um, I'm here today with none other than Miss Kirsty Miller, aka Nurse Kirsty. Good evening, Kirsty. Uh, thanks for taking your time to join us all this evening here um, live across Facebook and YouTube. I hope you're well. I'm well, thank you very much, AJ. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff. Now, um, I was really glad you could you know, come on show. It's been a little while. I know you've been up to some you know, awesome things because you've had your own uh, up and down roller coaster journey. Yeah, um, it's been absolutely crazy. <laughs> do you want to uh, share with the guys and girls uh, what we've been up to? So, since I have resigned in March, um, I was sort of on a journey. I'm probably grieving for my old career, to be quite honest, and wondering where I go from there. I tried to get jobs back in the system, but everywhere I turned, they were sort of pushing the vaccination process on us. So that definitely wasn't for me. And I have connected with such amazing people um, all over the world, actually, to be quite honest. Um, so I have started training in Ayurvedic uh, Marma therapy, which is Indian medicine, and I have by the lovely Lara who came up to Scotland to train us, which was ama an absolutely amazing experience, and we're going to go forth with that. And also, I've well, I'm just finishing my last case study, but I've been training in silent counselling. So this is uh, it's so special. It's absolutely amazing. I mean. I have done sessions where I've only seen a client twice for my case studies and they've been able to overcome their anxieties and walk into massive big shopping markets, shopping centres. It's been truly outstanding. I cannot wait to see how this goes. So, yeah, I've been doing that. And we, I've also found started founding Humanity UK. So what we're trying to do is myself and Kristen Percival, who's one of the another amazing lady that I've met on this journey. I've known her for nearly two years now. She's been proactive out serving notices on schools, making people aware about what's going on in the world at the moment. She's truly awake to everything. So we are founding Humanity UK together. And in that, we're wanting to bring healthcare and holistic therapies together. Brilliant. So that, yeah, so um, we're basically right at the start, grassroots, and there is so many nurses resigned from their jobs, had enough, um, not just nurses, radiographers, all allied health professionals, there's doctors and things as well that are wanting to come on board. So for the UK, because I do, like, right now, charity starts at home, mm. and our mm, people need good. our help. Yeah. And... Um... You mentioned there about doctors and nurses um, had enough. Um, what's the general consensus amongst them all? Like, what sort of things are they saying to say that they've just had enough and they're leaving? They just can't stand working in the like all the policies, guidelines, everything, infection control policies. I mean, it just doesn't sit well with them at all. Um, they've had enough, and it's not the nursing they went into because you're less you're less at the the side of the patient, the bedside, you know, um, and they can't stand working in it anymore. Mm. Um, it's very much all about control and coercion. And if you're not doing it, um, if you're not getting vaccinated, 
then you must be off your absolute head, even though they know that they've worked in it for nearly a year and a half and it's not what the TV says, it's not what the government says. Um, they've had enough. Some of them have been on amazing journeys and are really getting stronger and stronger. I speak to them quite often and a few nurses here in Scotland, they're so angry as all we all are about the vaccinations of the children. So they're gathering up evidence because we're all but there's behind the scenes, it's a massive community. Um, there is so many nurses and healthcare assistants speaking out, you know, not on social media because they're quite scared, but we're all uniting together and like some people are concentrating on one thing, other people are concentrating on another, you know, but we're all there for each other. I know it's hard for the public. I know it's really, really hard. Um, but they have to, they have homes and they've got bills to pay. And I find that hard even saying that to you because there was the point in time that came for me when my patient, and I actually, you will not probably hear me speak about this for a long time because I really struggle to speak about it because it upsets me. But the patient's suffering. Um, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very, very tough, obviously, with the vaccine injuries coming in. Um, and they're obviously seeing more than what I did now because it's now eight months down the line from the rollout of the vaccination, uh, clinical trials, gene therapy, whatever people are calling it. We know that it's obviously um, sinister what's going on. Um yeah, it's just really, really difficult. And now we're, we knew that they were going to be going towards vaccinating the children and the fight that yourself and myself and everyone's putting up, um, trying to get the MPs. Some of your MPs have actually voted against a lot of things, um, mm. but they, their job won't be there for very much longer, just like what's happening in the NHS. They'll, they'll be outed. Really? It, it's really baffling to me, and you know what? Um, I was talking to somebody about the other day. Um, Carl said you were the NHS, but at any point you're, you're, during your career, were you mandated to have the flu vaccination? No. No. Never. That's what kind of baffles me, really, that like, there's such a big push for um, NHS staff, mm -hmm. any everybody in certain settings to have this uh, vaccination, which doesn't stop you transmitting it or uh, or getting it. I know. And they had the flu jab, which immunised you to a certain extent against it. Yeah, but the flu, the flu, the flu kills thousands of people every year. And um, I think maybe five years ago, I was actually part of a flu vaccination rollout. And I vowed then that I would never be part of it again. Mm. Because before my eyes, my residents were absolutely fine. And then one by one, they obviously all started getting the flu. And I thought, Kirsty, what are you, <laughs> like, this is absolutely bizarre here, you know? And then we're having to give them antibiotics and all different kinds of medications, pain relief. And yeah, it's just, so for me, my eyes have been truly opened. I think in the past four years with the allopathic medicine and medical model, it really was not sitting right with me at all. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's true, it's quite sad, and it really is. Uh, you know, this is people's careers talking about 
Um, you know, you've got people. I've 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 been with nurses and um, medical staff that are reaching out to me now. But every single day, I get a, a doctor or a nurse or someone from all over the world as well. Yes, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, United States. Yes. Um, they just get, like they don't know what to do. Um, obviously, where I've had legal personnel on the show before, they've got you know everything from asking advice. Um, just wanted to speak. Um, I know. Um, we spoke briefly before the uh, show, ladies and gents, um, and I'm going to share it with you brutal because people need to know. Um, I'll start from the weekend. So at the weekend, I went to London. Um, I joined everybody that was there on the London March. Um, it was really important. I love getting around speaking to local people and asking people about why they're there. And you know, it's the best way to fully understand this. Wanted to speak to people whilst they're actually physically there and what you hear from the horse's mouth, like what their views are personally. Um, I had a chap come up to me, former Royal Air Force. Um, he said he's currently working with lots of vulnerable children, disabled children, um, in and around Lincolnshire. Um, and at the moment, they're currently having to visit 17 children. In, in hospitals around Lincoln, um, all with serious factions, with all vulnerable kids, disabled kids. Uh, and this is everything from blindness to paralysis. Um, and obviously, when the rollout was like, yeah, we're going to be looking at kids, um, it was like, oh, you know, only vulnerable kids need to start with. Now, if you actually think about it, the first age group amongst able bodied people was vulnerable slash the elderly and it works its way down and if you look amongst it around children it's the vulnerable disabled people like that now if you actually look at the two categories they are the two categories in both age groups who cost the state the most money exactly exactly um and literally just as we started speaking and um on this call, ladies and gents, I was had an alarming message from my friend. Just sent me the uh, screenshot of the email they received from school to say a young six former has sadly passed away, cardiac arrest due to um, complications with the vaccination. And that was literally just like as we started the show. Um, I know there's many more. Uh, a guy local to me, his 17 year old neighbour, girl. Um, got sudden heart inflammation, internal bleeding, and died. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, I can't find it. As a father of a teenager myself, I just couldn't. Yeah, I just couldn't. Don't be thinking about. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for you personally, Kirsty, like leading up to that point where you decided that like, I've had enough now, like, what sort of like timeline were you looking at? I mean, were you relatively happy in your job before the... Um... I love my job, AJ. Like, I absolutely love my job. I, like, oh, I specialised in medicine for the elderly. So my passion was, even in dementia and Alzheimer's, it's such a special type of nursing. Um, and you get to know your, your patients, you know, and what what actually works for them. And I mean, in a, on a communication level, you know, you try everything before you give them any anxiety medication or any injection to calm them down. Um, I absolutely love my job and I, like, I miss it. I'm so excited to for what the future holds and the plans that we have 
But yeah, like, I, I mean, I just seen myself being a nurse for the rest of my life, you know. Um, but um, I, went, I went on to the acute medicine side of it and there, well, I was a charge nurse at the start of the pandemic and um, we obviously got, the PPE was getting hid from us and in that process, I was actually joining the bank to go back into the NHS. So I was getting my um, CPR training and everything, all the mandatory sort of training. I never once were we told to put a cloth over anybody's mouth, by the way, to do any sort of CPR or anything like that. It's absolutely diabolical what's been shown on the mainstream news. Uh, well, TV shows, Dr. Hillary and that. Um, and I, I, had to, I was the one that had to go into the care home and like, obviously prepare the staff that I was working with because there was nothing from management. We had, I mean, we were just, whatever we were told, it was on the news. Um, the only thing that we did actually get asked is if we wanted a th an extra thousand pound a week to stay in if anyone tested positive. Um, but my argument was, well, we need proper PPE because at that time we were like thinking we can die from this, you know? Um, and they were hiding the PPE from us, saying we don't need it until somebody tests is positive. I says, I've got a young child and two vulnerable young adults. They're my children who've got like learning difficulties and special needs. So there was absolutely no, I mean, I was not happy about that. And I reported it to Public Health and the Care Commission. Um, and obviously that manager will have to answer to the NMC as well. So I don't tolerate um, bad practice at all like it's not acceptable in any level yeah taken um, off to do no harm uh, the, the thing is I'm, I'm hearing it all over the, um, the, the, the from all over the country every day in my Instagram inbox it's um, it's really not nice um, but you know, I'm not just going to sit there repeating and posting messages all day you know most people know that there's a serious issue here so um, and to be honest, it, like it would turn my account from something of information into um, just people just be crying all the time. We don't want that, you know. I don't want to be doom and gloom all the time. We want it to be very. We need to empower them. We need to empower them. Yeah. We need to give them courage. And the they're adults. They're adults as well. And especially the nurses and doctors. I mean, you took an oath to do no harm. Where I can sympathise, we've got bills to pay, but there is alternatives out there. There is people like you and I giving alternatives um, and connecting with so many different people. Your choice to stay in that and put up with that, I think it's worse when you know that people are awake and 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 they don't do nothing. But there is a lot is that are truly awake and they are reporting things, but they're just. What they're doing is the process that I done from like the December January time in reporting in reporting things to the government to your your NHS CEO everybody but they just come back with generic reply they push it but now I know why because they're getting paid a lot of money to push this agenda mm. you know lives are not yeah. really important so um it's sad. It's sad that it's going to take for them to be forced to be vaccinated to speak out. Yeah, I think that's going to be the problem everywhere. 
Um, it's, it's, it, I've said this for a few weeks now. It's going to take a big punch in the face to most people to suddenly. Yeah. I don't mean physically, but I mean something tragic to happen in around their life. Um, yeah. For people to take take notice of actually what's going on and actually, um, what, you know, when um, when when that might be, is that's what I'm really concerned about um, and it happening on mass. You know, AJ, I didn't even know, like, I knew something wasn't right, obviously, when I was working, and then I went back into the NHS, but it was one of the senior charge nurses in one of the wards, because I'd done the bank as well as working acute medicine, and I was like, what is going on here? Why are we, why are we not trained in the yellow card scheme? I knew about the yellow card scheme, because I've got multiple allergies, and I'm having to report every time that I, if I was on a new medication, which I've move to alternative which is much better obviously but there's times when all the patients came in and they were i mean severely injured and it was i mean it could have been declared an emergency within the city because they all came in with the same sort of symptoms they the arms and legs burning they're foaming at the mouth their eyes burning i mean these are people that are 80 that should care we should be caring for them they shouldn't be suffering like that you know and the actual senior charge nurse had said to me, you know, Kirsty, it's genocide, it's Agenda 21. And I was like, what? What is that? And that was it. I was like researching. And I was like, what? And now I've never, like, I've never stopped. I've calmed down a little bit now because I'm like accepting of what, what's going on. I can't dwell in it. I've got to move on. I've got to be positive. I've got children there as well. And my wee girl's now out of school, so we're home educating um, and just trying to move on and get a new career because, I mean, they want you to stay in that fear m mindset and, no, I'm too strong for that, you know. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Kirsty, just a quick question. Um, have you got any headphones near you? No. I think because I'm just looking at the comments from people, I'm getting um, I'm getting feedback. So when I talk, my voice is coming out on your computer and it's feeding back to sound on here. Okay, let me see. Can I put something? So if you can plug some headphones in, it should stop the sound of me coming out on your computer. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, so, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, yeah, so just a quick one, guys and girls, obviously, uh, before we move on, I've got obviously lots of people commenting in the comments and that, just, just to make you all aware, um, Kirsty had to do me a favour earlier and post on my Facebook that the, uh, the, the our good friend Mark Zuckerberg gave me a seven-day ban um, for... A, I don't even know what it, what the actual reasoning was. It just didn't make sense whatsoever. Um, so obviously I've uh, I've um, tingied it, but uh, just to make you guys aware, so if I'm not getting back to you and stuff like that, it's because I can't actually comment on anything for seven days. Um, so I just wanted to sort of like share that with you guys now. Um, although the stream's going out, so I'm not sure what's going on. But hey, we live, we, we move on. Um, He's just trying to shut us, shut yeah, us up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I mean, it just happened to my YouTube channel. So uh, that episode I did with um, uh, with John last week, John O'Looney, the, uh, yeah. the Undertaker, it literally, well, like six hours it was off my YouTube channel. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'm I am completely banned from TikTok. It's, it's, I go down, maybe I go to Edinburgh to a protest or I'll go to Glasgow and they're like, people are like, oh, there's the, there's Nurse Kirsty from TikTok. Because from early on, obviously, I was saying about the fourth industrial revolution and um, transhumanism and stuff like that. And it's not something, obviously, that you just make up. It's all on the government website for you to see. So I was, so you just, well, it used to only be a minute um, videos on TikTok. So I'd be like, well, I think we should look at this today, sort of thing, you know. Um, it totally took me down. I mean, followers there on uh, TikTok, but it just meant that word was getting out. Yeah, that, 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 that's all it is. Like, like I just said, you're hovering over the target. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they generally don't like it at all. Um, so I, I am appealing it. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I feel my YouTube bad, bam, but they just ignored me. So um, I just, I, I started another one. Um, so hopefully you guys, girls, have seen the link for that already. Um, if you haven't, please make sure you subscribe to it because uh, what I will be doing, just for future reference as well, is as soon as the video finishes, I download it and then I upload it to Rumble. So all you guys can uh, get all the episodes there. So every single episode uh, regarding obviously what's been going on over the last sort of 12 to 18 months is on Rumble. Um, what I'll quickly do is I'll just chuck, I thought I can't comment, so it doesn't even, not even worth it. So, uh, yeah. That's the first time I've done one like this. Yeah, so um, obviously the work you're doing now, Kirsty, is like absolutely amazing. So, um, and this is what I try to speak to guys and girls about on every show, is uh, what people are actually doing, like creating solutions for problems. You know, when, you know, yeah. Laughing, laughing me, want to do now is just sit around waiting for something to happen um exactly so it's super important that we're very proactive and you've been doing some amazing stuff uh so do you want to share with the guys and girls like what you've been up to yeah well i done i did do a fundraiser for um for the other nurses to give them sort of an alternative um i managed to raise 800 pound you know um but there was a lot of neg negativity towards that as well, AJ. Like, I'm I'm there trying to give nurses an alternative. And, sh you know, the more nurses that I have with me by my side, because I know there's hundreds and thousands out there, but they're scared to make that change. I thought, if I do a fundraiser, give them alternatives. Um, um, people are coming to me because I've spoke out. Um, we managed to get a few nurses on the Marma course which was fantastic. So now what I'm doing is creating Humanity UK and we're going to start looking for premises. And what we want to do is, like I said, was is bring healthcare, holistic therapies together and build a clinic and a retreat. You know, um, we're going to, I mean, the silent counselling that I'm doing can actually work with animals and children wow. and all is it's so it's absolutely amazing i'm going to go on and learn about bioenergy um functional medicine like the sky's the limit like all these things are coming and i'm so excited and within the humanity uk there's there's actually trainers um in all these different therapies and they're offering like humongous discounts to train us nurses up who are, who are obviously leaving what doesn't mm. sit doesn't align with us anymore wow. so 
we're, we're connecting with them all, which is absolutely fantastic, you know. That's, that is amazing. And obviously, uh, you're up in Scotland. Is there anything like that uh, starting like in the UK in different regions? As in England, uh, sorry? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Not yet. But we have got thousands of emails. I mean, I've obviously put a lot of word out as well. And what we're trying to do is create groups. And I know that that is happening. And we're all just wanting to unite together, having the healthcare sector and holistic sector together in each area of the UK so that people like yourself can maybe just phone up Humanity UK. You have concerns. What we would like to do is maybe even you, you meet somebody, you get your baseline, you get your blood taken, you see if there's any deficiencies because that's where disease obviously comes from. Um, we get you at your optimum level. That's what we, that's our plan, like holistically, mind, body and soul. Mm, that, that's that's amazing. I think you know, uh, I've even like looked a hell of a lot more into that uh, over mm -hmm. the last sort of twelve months. And uh, you know, everybody knows me knows I've always been about sort of health and fitness and um, looking after yourself and mentally and physically. Um, yeah. But that the more you know, real natural and holistic approach is becoming more and more of an interest of me because the the the, the further you go down this rabbit hole, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure the ones that are watching will agree with me. Is you can actually just see like not just like this whole pandemic stuff but like everything that's been happening in, the last, like, in our lifetimes is just yeah. starting to unravel and it's just like it kind of blows your mind a bit but you know everything to do with what they've been putting in food uh what they're putting in you know they're looking at putting fluoride in our water um mm -hmm. which we know is bad for you and it's just um it's just unraveling like all these well there's nothing good about any yeah. of these any of these little things we're unraveling they're not treats that's for sure no um they're just like even our common law even the law of the land that's been that we've been lied to about that as well and that just absolutely blows my mind you know these government people are meant to be there to look out for us and actual mm. fact they've been fleecing us with taxes. It's, it's, just a, it's a club it's just a it's just a money-making club there's no government there's nothing government about it um, no. I was saying this at the weekend, you know, there's nothing government about it. There's no, you go, you got a handful, and I mean literally a handful when you uh, you, you look at the actual number of people in Parliament compared to the ones that are mm -hmm. putting up a bit of a fight uh, or standing, mm -hmm. you know, sporadically standing there and, and you know, gobbing off a little bit in, in Parliament. And it's, it's great mm -hmm. because it makes a nice video for, for Twitter and everyone shares it and goes, oh, yeah, well done, that man, well said. What does it do? Yeah. Nothing. Um, Nothing. Because it's just one man's voice, and there's nobody in that room, or in you know, in the House of Commons, right there and then, that's actually fully backing them up. So, then if you're sat in that room, and you just hear one person saying, "Ah, oh, like the yellow card system," you know, Christopher uh, is it Chopra, yep. his name is some of that, yeah. was saying about the yellow card system. You know, obviously that video's gone viral. Um, yeah. I, 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 I spoke to I spoke to his office. And um, mm -hmm. you know, trying to have a chat with him, and it's like I don't know. So it just so this is why a lot of this stuff I, you know, carry with a pinch of salt because as much as there is people out there doing some good stuff, which there is people like yourself, you know, there's uh, I had some conversations about this today with uh, some of those who were you know who were actually at Westminster last week in front of um, members of Parliament. Um, mm -hmm. I spoke to them today. You know, there's a lot of people that sort of 
real people in, uh, but don't actually, you know, walk the talk. And that's yeah. what we find them. And, I, you know, I'll start talking about this at the weekend. Um, so, you know, myself and other, other people that I'm associated with, you know, we just, and yourself, we, and people listening, you know, we just want to see people taking drastic action. Um, and yeah. that's what we're doing, you know, that's what we're doing and uh, people like yourself is doing. Um, and completely utterly open to ideas, you know, it's not like, yeah. well, if we should do this, let's go. Um, you know, we, we, a real leadership contingent listens to the ideas of of uh, everybody else. And I know yeah. the fact there's people watching who've got fantastic ideas because I get loads of emails. Uh, some yeah, of them are too. absolutely fantastic. So, you know, if that's you guys mm. and girls, keep them coming. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, the, the rules in, in Scotland are slightly different to here. Um, which, which I've always found barking mad how, like, you know, if it was like such a scary, like ridiculously horrible disease, we, we, we're on the same island. Um, yeah. You know, the rules in your schools and your hospitals and everything else, restaurants, whatever, would be exactly the same throughout the whole land, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. It's like, I think, I think, tier systems, you could like, yeah. they were locked down in Wales. So if you wanted a haircut, you had to pop across the border to England. Um, just shows you it's how, yeah, shows I you know. how it shows you how But like, what's um? Obviously, you've got like obviously the, the passports they're bringing out now in Scotland, aren't they? Third of October. Yeah. Third of October. Can you um, elaborate on like what the uses is going to be and what the restrictions are going to be? Oh well, we're not allowed into nightclubs or big events, but it doesn't really affect a lot of people because a lot of people over the past nearly two years have got used to living the life that they've been living. It's another step to fear monger to get these young people to be vaccinated. It's absolutely disgusting. It's awful. Um, I just live my life. Like, I'm not stopping living my life. I go about and do my own business. I walk into a shop. I do not wear a mask. If anyone even attempts to even question me, I obviously tell them about their Quality 2010 Act, the human rights, and they're in breach because it's personal and private. Um, I think you have to stand in your own power in this, to be quite honest, you know. Mm. See how the, we'll see how the vaccine passports go, but, you know, there's so many people fighting out against that as well. Um, and I have noticed so much over the past, I would say, three or four weeks that those who have been doubly vaccinated are now saying, I am not rolling my sleeve up anymore. Like, enough is enough now, you know? Yeah. But you yeah, know what? It, November last year, I actually, it's upstairs, but I actually got, well, all of us in the NHS Tayside area, we got a little book and it was a healthcare passport. And in the back of it, it's got a table and it's got all your injections. And it's got the COVID-19 injection and it's got four slots. So it was already planned. They knew what they were doing, you know. For the fact that they didn't even, I mean, I'm not a clinical research nurse either. And that's what really bothered me. I was like, I've had no training in this. Not even, like, we're getting trained online. Make sure you do your mandatory training. It's not hands-on anymore the way it used to be. So impersonal, you know. Um but we never even got any clinical, like clinical trial training. I was like, where's the documentation for us to fill out? This is a clinical trial. And some people were like, no, it's not Kirsty. I was like, do you even guys, do you guys even like research? <laughs> you know? 
but a lot of the NHS staff didn't know. Some consultants don't even know what the yellow card scheme is. No, no but yeah, we, we spoke to some police officers uh, on the, um, the march on Saturday and just walking along and you know the police officers that I spoke to had no idea what the yellow card system was. Um, mm-hmm. One of my friends was asking, you know, like, what's, what's your thoughts on all this? Um, obviously, people were there for like saying no to vaccine passports, saying no to vaccinating mm-hmm. children, um, just the constant coercion and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like it was just blew my mind how like police officers were like, well, "What's wrong with it? Like, is it not like any other job?" You're like, "Mate, there's like yeah. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people here in the street yeah. saying stop jabbing the kids. Like, do not asking yourself why all these people are here." protesting against that like i know some of them think they're lucky some of them think they're lucky that um so i've been like around st andrews glasgow edinburgh all all like to the different protests and stands in the parks and things and some of them are some of them now even if i'm not there they'll say how's kirsty doing because i take the light paper and i stand with them and educate them um but some of them are like but kirsty i was lucky i got the pfizer I'm like, have you seen the effects of that? And he was like, but nothing happened to me. I was absolutely fine. But my wife worked in the track and trace and she thought it was just a big hullabaloo because they weren't allowed to take their phones in, weren't allowed to do this and that. But there was nobody there. Nobody was there in track and trace. I was like, you're a police officer and you know this is wrong. Hmm. You should be standing both as well, you know. Um, Just the one on that. And I... Not only Karen Kingston had on the show a couple of episodes ago, he used to work for Pfizer, he's a biotech analyst, um, pharmaceutical expert. She's, uh, if, if you haven't watched the WhatsApp show, let me suggest, I suggest you, you, you know, you do it on my Rumble channel. Um, she brought those slides up and she was actually showing in detail, like, you know, all about the graphene oxide, what's in these mRNA jabs, um, but also uh, with the hydrogel and then what happens in the hydrogel mixes the, the graphene oxide. But she also went into a lot of detail how, and this I, I'm saying this because of what you just said about the gentleman there, when he said that there was nothing wrong with him, he didn't feel anything. So the people who aren't at that particular time having side effects um, will all have the same batch. So uh, basically the lower amount of graphene oxides. The people yeah. that end up paralysed, uh, Bell's palsy, myocarditis, you know, all the sort of like the top end ones, different yeah. batches. Because if you imagine rolling out the same batch of high intense graphene oxide content, everyone would be dropping like flies. And then obviously that yeah. would just look, that would look, you know, very, suspicious. very bad. Uh, mm-hmm. And suspicious, yeah. So she went into detail about that. And a, yeah. a few episodes before that, that, Dr. Mm-hmm. Richard Fleming said the same thing when he was talking about... Yeah. It was um, like, it, a, there's a, like a 10 units, 20 units, 30 units. Yeah. Or something, yeah. And then yeah. a placebo that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. water. Yeah, so... You know, we've all seen them, you know, people... When There's actually MMR as well, Yeah. AJ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you happen to have the little book to hand with you, do you, uh, with the, the, the spaces on the four spaces? No, I'll get it. I'll, I'll send you it, though. I'll send you photos. It's upstairs. I'm not going to... Yeah, because I'm sure, like, loads of people want to see see that for itself, you know. I, I think I've seen yeah. some in the past, but um, I'm sure, you know, the viewers would actually want to see that for themselves to yeah, show their... I'll sh- you know, they're, they're friends and family. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so for you, you yourself, you've done a lot of great work. Um, what 
is your sort of uh, plans, you know, between now and the end of the year, rolling into winter? I mean, are you trying to sort of like get as many people on board, helping you as possible to to build this network to help more people yeah. in that respect? But is it are it's, you are you really looking uh, more down the line as well that actual a lot of people for the benefit of their health are going to need help? Yes, yeah, and that's what we've been doing. A lot of us nurses have been helping. Again, we've not been trained in it, and we're we're uniting with holistic therapists, and and we're researching about your dandelion tea, about your pine needle tea, about obviously um, just all these detoxifying programs. You know, I've had so many like yeah, especially young men with DVTs. You know, and they have a DVT in their arm, and then they're like, Kirsty, it's travelling to my heart. I've got myocarditis. You know, oh. um, I've never actually heard from that guy again, so I actually hope that he's okay. But he was in and out, in and out of hospital. So a lot of them got in touch with me through TikTok, you know. Um, and I, and also been helping people that have returned home from hospital, some that have been on the treatment plan and have been died well they've said it's long covid what they've got however we've looked into the remdesivir which i was speaking to you about um this medication and you've got the doctor it's dr um brian brian Ardis, yeah yeah he i mean i came when i was researching my studies into the remdesivir and the protocols for the covid um i was just like wow and it was this it was that gentleman that i seen his videos and i was like you know, everything just started joining the dots because in the hospital, when people were admitted with to us, they were like long COVID, but what the hell's going on? Why why are they in kidney failure? Now, I speak to COVID nurses as well who are saying that patients in the COVID wards are dying of dehydration and AKIs, which is an acute kidney injury. Yeah. And I to say to them, it's a new treatment plans. I was like, yeah. it's beer. You need to go and research this. I says it's I mean it's all over America I didn't even know it was all over America because we were that busy concentrating on the faulty PCR tests, the masks, the lockdowns and all the rest of it. It wasn't until we started helping people obviously that are coming out and they've got um long COVID, but actually it's C O P D because of the remdesivir. Yep. I know and I I've I've said this a couple of times and it's it's nice to actually have a professional come on the show and actually say that long COVID is actually COPD. Um, there's lots and lots yeah. of specialists there. Brian Ardis is obviously one, he's going to share more about that on the show uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen it as well, AJ, yeah. working it and seen it. And patients have come in and we're having to get rid of maybe six to 10 litres of fluid out their body. I mean, it's absolutely horrific having to put back in sort of all the electrolytes, you're having to balance up how to take the fluid out without making them go into cardiac shock. Um, you know, and the consultants are going, why are their kidneys damaged from a flu-like virus? And they're not, I mean, we didn't know at the time about the remdesivir. I have actually emailed policy hold the policy creators throughout some of the UK to say about the remdesivir, the nurses that have created some policies and stuff, obviously senior nurses, to make them aware because they don't. 
And the nurse that um, John O'Looney spoke to as well, spoke to her. Um, she confirms, obviously, the use of the, the remdesivir and the fact that, you know, like, this wasn't her it said, it was some another nurse who clarified it, but physios, junior doctors and nurses are running the COVID wards because consultants won't go in because they're too scared. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's terrible. It's uh, so bad. Physios, doing, physios should not be using any equipment like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for, for those who didn't see uh, not last weekend, the weekend before, uh, my friend was stuck in a COVID, uh, supposed to be a quarantine facility, but it was more like a detention centre. Um, after she went to Barbados, she uh, was, um, I, I had to identify herself as unvaccinated when she got there. So they put this tag on her. Um, she went to her friend's house where she was supposed to then quarantine for five days. Um, when she, before she left, she had to take a PCR test and straight I got a phone call like two days later saying, oh, your, uh, your PCR test is positive. You've got COVID. Obviously, she's completely symptom-free. Um, yeah. They said that they she'd have to come in. And she's like, well, I'm in the safest place here. I'm like quarantining in a house away from, there's no one here. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, no, no, we've got to bring you in. So she said four squad cars turned up. Loads of people with hazmat suits got out. They uh, took her to this centre, which was like a hotel that's converted. Um, she went in there and straight away she could see like what was going on. Um, she told the, the doctor there that she had had COVID previously. So the um, they said, oh, we should be able to go then. But then came back like 10 minutes later as she was packing her stuff. I said, well, can you prove it? And she's like, well, how am I supposed to prove it? Like right here, right now. Um, do an antigen test. She asked for that and they said, oh, no, you can't do that. So if you haven't got any paperwork, then uh, sorry, you're going to have to stay here. You have to do two PCR tests before you leave. And she was like, no, I'm not doing any more PCR tests. They come back positive every time. And mm-hmm. they said they actually said to her that the people who work there, that anyone who's unvaccinated, they test, they get them tested at uh, 45 cycles. So oh. it's automatically going to come back positive. Like, so yeah. she, was just, she knew she was in a no-win situation. So that's when she like reached that's out and told us everything in detail. Um, I did a bit of a call to action sort of video on it, which w- went pretty viral, like, because the uh, Prime Minister of Barbados was told all about it. Um, and, I, you know, I had a lot of uh, people on the island obviously giving a stick because they yeah. didn't want to accept it. They didn't want to accept this was going on. I totally get that. Um, and I said afterwards, you know, this is a, absolutely no reflection of the people on the island whatsoever, but this is happening yeah. in these hotels, not just to my friend, but to like loads of people. There was loads of people yeah. in there. Um, she said that they were trying to give him remdesivir um but, but because they've been told they're then positive um they're then getting kidney and lung failure which then they're then being told well we're gonna have to get you on a ventilator they then put them on a ventilator and they die like there yeah. in this place um she oh, saw was, she saw what was going on and obviously reached out raised the alarm and when they realized that she you know she raised the alarm and that they they've sent her to this um it was like a derelict school it had like just flies everywhere and it was just a horrible place with a little spring bed to sit on um to keep her out of the way and um she they finally let her go and she's she'll be back uh, any day now but she said she's not going to talk to anybody until she comes back here and she's going to um she's going to give me a shout but that she later found out that one of the ladies that she she stays with well she was there um passed away um so 
it's uh, it, it's absolutely sinister and tragic what's going on. And yeah. obviously Brian Arliss will go into some a great detail. And I'm looking George, forward to that. And joining me uh, is uh, Stuart Wilkie, who, if those of you have seen, you've had a long chat with Stuart. Uh, yeah, very not very knowledgeable man. Um, yeah. His mother and father were uh, were murdered six days apart in care homes um, mm -hmm. a few years ago, and he'll be on the show as well with with Brian, obviously to go through a lot of it in greater detail. Then, um, but it's it's it, at the minute. Obviously, I'm sure you're recast it. It's like it's literally each week. It's just like something new. Just yeah. a new can just gets something. opened. It's just yeah. Like, Evil, evil. I know it's absolutely evil. In two thousand and like, in two thousand and twenty, you never like what the hell's going on? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what year is it? Where are we? <laughs> you know, like it's absolutely crazy. I mean, there's even talk of Lincoln aliens and all the rest of it. I'm like, right, enough. I'm just here, like, I just need to do what I need to do with the health side of things, you know. But at the same time, obviously, if you, read, if you read sort of the falsifications of history, go way back to the swine flu, if you go way back to the Spanish flu, people, I mean, even if you say this to people that the vaccines were the disease and the swine flu in 2009, that, they, that it was stopped, the pandemics was stopped because of narcolepsy and death they're like all oh, right okay <laughs> after after 25 deaths wasn't it yeah yeah and, and we're currently sitting at like almost 1700 in the uk yeah. alone and that, that's only what's reported that's um, about a tenth isn't it yeah and they reckon it's only about a tenth of actually what's reported so do your maths ladies and gents mm -hmm. obviously yeah. the same in um same in the states and tom renzi attorney who we had on the show a few weeks ago shared how uh, a clinical researcher found, you know, the, what the real number was, um, but they try to keep on the wraps and that, and, you know, at, at that time it was over 45,000. So yeah. um, at what point do you, well, we all know at what point do they stop? They stop when they squeeze every ounce out of people. Mm -hmm. and uh, But they've got, they've got the Agenda 30 now yeah. as well, AJ, yeah, and yeah. Agenda 50. I mean, people need to just, join each other we need to all unite together and we really need to make a stance because mm -hmm. this is for our children yeah yeah this is like actually for our, no no children are dying we know it's happening over in america it's happening over here and to be labeled a conspiracy theorist you know i'm like well you know you can't label me like that because i've worked in it and i've seen exactly what's happened i've gave up my career you know mm. but people are not stupid no. People are, well, people well, some people are. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, maybe them in government, you know, thinking you're stupid, you know. Yeah, exactly. I've I seen this guy buying fuel, toilet roll and condoms every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible, you know. Like, our, our petrol station's got no fuel left. Uh, maybe yeah. uh, it's, all, it's all those people filling up like to go get the booster jabs. Um, oh, terrible! Yeah, we talk about aliens, and I give it a year. You'll find them in the nightclubs. But um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, you know, in all seriousness, though, uh, like eighteen months down the line, I think we're at a point now where you know, even even to this day, I still have people telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, in, in, in all honesty, if 
I was proved totally wrong, I'd be happy with that. But then yeah, I'd me prove, too. Me I'd much too. I'd rather be proved totally wrong than proved totally right. And so much horrible stuff happened to my friends, mm -hmm. my family, and everybody else's family and, and kids. Yeah. Because that's potentially what we're looking at. Um, yeah. And that's, you know. Even, even with the, like, I've, like, researched in depth with the masks, the vasodilation, the respiratory distress, the cardiovascular, like, 50% cardiovascular damage. And there's young girls out there, I mean, especially young, vulnerable, I mean, even, pe like, Down syndrome, uh, people with Down syndrome who have got heart defects anyway, um, and they're wearing masks. I know a young girl has passed away. Um, and somebody thought, well, she was wearing a mask all the time because they're thinking it's a trend, mm. which is so scary. It's so, so scary when they shouldn't even be uh, just beggar's belief. And these parents are putting up their proud of punch, you know, of their children getting vaccinated. Or I, I really struggle going into the shops when I see children wearing the masks. It's bad enough seeing the adults wearing them. And I'm thinking, you've not seen anybody drop dead in the street. Like, mm. this is a pandemic. Like, what are you doing, you know? But they're just, it, um, they're like zombies. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. And they need to switch off the um, the, the zombie the zombie apocalypse box, which is in their living yeah. room. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, if, again, I'm sure everybody watching has like, learned more than ever over the last 18 months just how damning the tv could be in terms of programming you know what i mean everything down yeah. to, to adverts and it's all and it's all that nlp um yep. you know the, the neuro-linguistic programming that not just people use by their own voice standing there saying things in a certain pattern is used even the, the even the signs yeah even the signs in the hospitals aj it, and even when we were going in it was constant mm. like so you were getting regular updates, COVID, don't go in this room and you've like walk on this side, walk on the left hand side. Uh, when you were in the lift going to work, they were expecting you to stand with your face to the wall in the corner. So two people were to stand in the lift. That's the way they've got it, mm. you know, and you're constantly seeing that from from when you arrive in the hospital, the car park all the way, <laughs> you know, and even the plastic guards in the shop, I'm like, I mean, hello, you can peek around the other side, like, what's happening here? Like, there's, there's no need yeah, for it. Yeah, it, it literally drums up the uh, the amount of hypocrisy that the whole thing has, you know, e you know even if, like, you've got, you got to stand there with your mask on going into a, a restaurant, or your table's there, mate, just four feet away, you can take it off when you get to the table. Oh, thanks, mate. I know, I know. I had someone phone me today, breaking their heart, they couldn't get into the doctors. The doctors in England, the doctor refused her, um, the doctor surgery, I think it must have been the receptionist, because they're good at, they know everything sort of thing at the moment, don't they? And they have stopped uh, stopped the lady getting into for her appointment. She refused to wear a mask. She has got, like, she suffers from claustrophobia. She's got anxiety, mental health, and she wanted to be seen by her doctor. They refused her to be seen. That's not acceptable. It's absolutely not acceptable. So, you know, um, I just gave some advice um, and also told her to write an email, putting a complaint in, because they can be fined for that. They can mm. be taken to court for it. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, people who watch the podcast, because um, I've done it myself now, um, for, well, 
Uh, I've done it several times. If you if you have a friend or family member that succumbed to this kind of uh, ridiculousness, you know, from people that, are, that their job and what they're paid is for is to look after people and to treat people. It's what people's taxes are for. It's people, people's national insurance <laughs> for. You know, the national insurance that they charge an extra one and a half percent for you um, yeah. for this exact thing. Um, Write, write a letter of complaint on behalf of your friend and family and then get someone else to get someone else to get someone else to do it so they get bombarded yes. with it. Um, and also quote about the Cameron. Nolan principles as well. Like your Nolan yeah. principles um, as well as like we all, like I was under the NMC and you've got the GMC for the doctors. You're you're taken off to do no harm. You report when things are not right. You, you are there. You're an advocate for your patient. Hmm. They are priority first and foremost. You know, and it's just not. And even like with the Nolan principles, that's that's um, government workers. All government, it's police and everything. And it's been self. It's, it's not being selfish and thinking of yourself and your your wages. We get it. We get that there's an issue there, but we have to just unite because there's more. There's um, alternatives out there to do. You know. Yeah, of course there is. But I mean, like you know, a kid's life or twelve pound fifty eight. Like, I don't know which one like is you know is uh, more appealing. AJ, I have actually been on the verge of nearly being homeless, um, struggling to pay my rent. Um, I'll survive on beans and toast as long as my kids have got. I just really, really struggle. My heart is so heavy. I tried to go back and do. I got actually accepted to do a job, uh, well, to become a nurse in the care home again. And like I say, they were forcing, obviously, my vaccination status. They were telling me to go back to the doctor um, to get an exemption. And I was like, and and even for my multiple allergies, where I have been in respiratory arrest with medications um, and nearly went blind with Septrin, which is an antibiotic, the doctor still refused because she said, Kirsty, it's not mandatory, so I'm not writing you an exemption. So I was re- I've been... I've been really stuck, obviously, trying to get, tr- trying to sort of get any work, you know. But everything mm. happens for a reason, and it makes you yeah. see what else is out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So this is why this is why my journey is happening the way it is, and I'm like, thank you, universe. Actually, it's made me realise money's not all all that. Yeah, money no, absolutely. As long as I've got my children, um. And I've got my books here and I'm learning and I'm going to move forward, you know, as, as long as I've got breath in me. That's just all that matters, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got the AJ Roberts show on Spotify, uh, <laughs> sometimes on YouTube, you know, sometimes on Facebook. You know, when you're not you're blocked you, on. Uh, yeah, it's all you need, ladies and gents. Yeah. Um, uh, guys, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about some positive stuff. So we've just been talking about like all the amazing work that Kirsty's doing. And um, I spoke to a lot of amazing people at the weekend who are doing amazing things around the country and trying to bring people together. Um, and if you're listening and you're you're one of those people, I, I genuinely want to hear from you because I, what I want to try and do is promote all the fantastic work that everyone's doing, um, you know, because I'm sure that there's, someone out there that, that has never heard of you, you know, and doesn't know that you're doing this kind of stuff, which, you know, is what we want to try and create. So yeah. uh, building communities like all around the country uh, of people who uh, need help, need lifting up, um, you know, want to share each other's successes, you know, it's to keep going on about all the time. 
uh, is super, super important. And I think now more than ever, it's, it's time that we all get in that kind of mindset and say, right, what can I do today to help this person left and right of me, um, you know, have a, you know, improve their current situation because they're not in yeah. a good way or, you know, they're worried about their job or they're worried about the finances or whatever they may be, because we all know somebody like that. Every single one of us does. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is like, what are you going to do about it right now? Like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all got the ability to use our given resources at any time in our life. So ask yourself, what can I do now to help this person, this person, and this person? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a lot of stuff to help other people, please get in touch. I genuinely want to hear from you because I want to promote on my platform and uh, and other platforms all the good work that people are doing all around the country because the mainstream media isn't going to promote your kind of work. Mainstream media is only going to promote the work of Dr. Hillary. So yeah. let's uh, let's get your, you know, flood my emails and DMs or whatever it is that you guys are doing uh, so I can actually build a picture and create a proper episode like just on that. Awaken pages on Facebook's very good. There's a gentleman called um, Steve Pollard and he's in Scotland, but he's bringing in Awaken Pages, travel, everything. It's uh, it's really good. I think that he's got over 10,000 followers now and it's it's actually shown small businesses as well, AJ. So you want to do a wee bit of Christmas shopping, you can go onto Awaken Pages. There's, cool. these, um, there's, the, there's people that have got um, hotels, restaurants, everything. They are not falling for this anymore and they will not be shut in, you know. It's like the um, Together Declaration, isn't it, really? So so many good things happening. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that's what people got to be mindful of. You just got to just, like, have a look around, you know, just like you've been doing the last 18 months, like, learning new things, like, you know, from the sinister stuff that's going on. Have a good look around Mm. just as much for the good stuff that's happening. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's some really amazing people out there that just want to do right by people and uh, and help people succeed. And um, again, that's that's the community side of stuff that I'm building. Um, yeah. So just just before we uh, we shoot off, I just wanted to remind people uh, while I'm talking about community of my uh, my fantastic course that I've got coming up, which is starting on the fourth of October. So it's next Monday. Okay, it's called Stronger Together. All right. So what that means is that everybody who takes part will very much get stronger together, all right? It's a community that I'm creating that's going to be totally full of like-minded people who want to lift each other up, see each other win, uh, share successes, okay? But along the 10 weeks, you're going to massively improve your confidence, your self-belief, like mindset is going to be a huge part of it, okay? So we're going to help you create a rock-solid growth mindset. And this is going to be, this is why this is built on a lot of the, you know, good and bad experiences that I've had over my life, including within the military setting. Okay, so some of this will be through a, a military mindset lens. So you're going to get the very best out of it. Okay, but also you're going to be held very accountable by the people that are in there. So from day one to uh, day 70, because it's 10 weeks, all right, you're going to be in a, um, a very, very, very good and fun space. Um, you don't have to be super fit. You could be like the most unfit person or the, the fittest person. It doesn't matter because each and every day you're just going to improve in all these little areas bit by bit by bit. So at the end of it, you are going to be like 10, oh, 10 weeks, 10x better than you ever were. Okay. And that's like up here and in here. Yeah. Okay. So 
Um, if you want to uh, jump on the course, obviously you've only got a week to well till Sunday to do so. Uh, if you want any more info, obviously send me a DM. I can't post this stuff on uh, Facebook at the minute. Um, <laughs> so send me a DM or an email via my website, uh, mrajroberts.com. Um, but Kirsty, before we depart, is there anything you'd like to share with the, uh, the guys and girls? Like, where can they find you uh, on social media? So I'm Nurse Kirsty on Instagram. I think I have been, my shadow band's been lifted because people are like, where have you been? <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting a wee bit more like sort of interaction as well, which has been great. Um, after my silent counselling, uh, training, I've actually felt so empowered that I went back on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook, I've been off of there, got banned from there for telling the truth as well. So I'm over on Facebook as well. Um, and I've got a group there called Humanity UK, where we're gathering all the holistic and health professionals um, and any support and guidance would be absolutely fantastic. We're looking for all, all skills, just let's all come together, you know. And just a big, huge shout out to Lara from Arveda Medicine Therapy and Candice Wilson from The Silent Counselling because they girls have lifted me up and gave me faith again. So thank you very much. Oh, wow. me do That's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Um, so guys and girls, hope you've uh, enjoyed the, the, this evening and all the, uh, the pearls of wisdom that Kirsty has shared with us, uh, her experiences, obviously as a previous nurse, uh, well, she's still a nurse, but like uh, now, now on the good side. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, thanks for all the comments that have been streaming in. Apologies, I, I won't be able to reply to them like I usually try and do. Um, but like I said, if you want to get in touch, please do so via DM um, or get in touch with me via the website, mrajroberts.com. Um, alternatively, you can get me on Instagram, uh, Mr. Underscore AJ Roberts. Um, uh, tomorrow, I'm with Mr. Craig Schultz. He is a entrepreneur, podcast host, investor coach from melbourne um he's been on the ground pretty much the whole time so he's going to come and join us on the show to tell us how it really is um which i'm really looking forward to i had the pleasure of being on his show uh, a few weeks back which was great um because again the correlation between the countries united kingdom usa and australia uh, is really really important to give you guys the the best insights because i've spoken to so many people the last few weeks and they have no idea what's happening in Oz. so um, it's going to be a great opportunity uh, for Craig to share that with us. Uh, and then on Thursday, I'm going to be interviewing Brian Ardist, which is a, is a very, very hot prospect. Uh, everyone yeah, wants to interview him at the minute. Um, so it's going to be great to have him on along with uh, the good man, Stuart Wilkie, um, to go through pressing issues to do with uh, particular drugs that are being misused. Um, but have a good evening, guys and girls. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you have a positive one. And please, if you want to join the Stronger Together program, please get in touch ASAP because it is limited spaces available. Have a good evening, guys, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care. Bye.